don't have an official name for it yet, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I guess we should just uh, get into it. Exactly. Okay. So, introduce yourself. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, let's do that. Well, well my name is... Yeah, my name is Richard Davlos, and uh, yeah, I was born and raised here in Rogue Valley, and uh, it's kind of weird. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of talking about myself, but <laughs> I, I am. You know, it's, it's like a weird thing where you love yourself, but you don't want to. Not the details, but the. Yeah, don't like, like really put myself out there. So okay. that's, I got to work on that. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be working on that a lot. Though. How, how much detail are you gonna, are you willing to provide? Oh, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll go into anything. Okay, I don't see, yeah, I don't see why we would hold so you, anything back. So you were born in Medford? Yeah, I was born here in Medford. Where, so where are, who are you, Andrew? That's yeah. true, before we get into this. Yeah, let's start diving yeah, in there. Yeah. Like, see uh, my name is Andrew Reynoso. My name's uh, Foundation. Uh, born in California, but raised here my whole life. Um, went to Phoenix Town School District. That's where I met Richie in middle school. Yep, yep. Um, the Pirates? The Pirates, Phoenix Fighting Pirates. Fighting Pirates? Were you yes. so you went to elementary school though in Orchard Hill? Orchard Hill, so it's like Medford. I was on a boundary line. Could have gone to Medford. Could have gone to uh, Phoenix, but glad my mom worked there, so it was a good fit. I wouldn't have met anybody yeah. I know now. That's that's a weird thought, but yeah, it's because the neighbors across the street. Uh, he went to he went to was it Hendrick, and then the other guy farther down the street. He went to McLaughlin. So it's like you just got your pick Either on way. our street. Yeah, it was weird. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. You really get to, like, pick where you want to yeah. go. Yeah, and my other buddy, he went to South, so and he lived, like, four houses down. So it was like... You guys are neighbors in just completely different schools. Oh, yeah. And then he went to private school, so then I got to meet these private students, you know. That's sweet. I guess it's not that different. Like, now they have open enrollment, mm-hmm. so you really can go. I guess. But before, yeah, that that, lo- that street was, like, this Where side. Is, like, Going to Phoenix. That's crazy. Like, if your parents bought a house like one block over, oh yeah, never would have met. Yeah, it was we, probably, like, Barn- we probably would have met like football camp or something. Barnett, but. yeah, Barnett. So, right where the Minute Market is, that's the the dividing line. Oh, okay. so they were had the choice, I guess, to go to Phoenix or Medford. But okay, okay. So yeah, born and ra- well, not born, but raised here. Uh, I love it here, and uh, I'm excited to stepping into business and getting into the career here. So. I know that's kind of that's that's really where all of this is coming from and stemming from is just we got so much different things like or like not so much but so many yeah. different things going on it's that true. it's uh kind of nice to just sit down and talk about it and just get some stuff out there. Yeah, it's almost like digesting because I feel like we've had a, a busy last like six years, five six years. It's been hectic for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's been de- super so a good busy. debriefing, and I guess we can bring other people in. Yeah, like. Is how we've been living and what we've been focusing on. I mean, uh, that's that's the big idea. Is yeah. that you know, I, I like I said, I, I struggle with putting myself out there like that, and mm-hmm. I think this would be a great way to do it. Yeah. And it's just it's so much more comfortable because we are just having a conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. people can chime in, listen, and throw and their two cents in later on. Yeah, we can go back and be like, listen to what because like it's been years since we've talked about maybe the first. You know, business thing we tried, so yeah, be interesting to get our takes on it. Like if we were sitting down talking about the stuff we were doing, even just like freshman year of high school, and then to be able to go back and look at it, almost like the, the you remember yeah. the letters they'd have you write, yeah, the, the time like, capsule or something. Yeah, they'd yeah. have you like write the, oh, the little letter to yourself, and it's like I think I still have freshman year they'd have that. you write it, and then senior year they'd have you read it. Yeah, it's like I that, that four year difference. So this is I think I was it's cool. worried about trivial things. I remember. 
really? thinking that I was like, just probably worried about some girl. This stuff is not yeah, as important. Yeah, worried about football. Yeah, and it's like, oh <laughs> man, are we going to get playoffs this year? Like, I you hope know. we do. And yeah. just the stuff, like, when you look back on it, it's like, I Or really I probably remember I was important. bummed about, like, wanting a car and probably didn't have one yet. So yeah. Yeah, it'd be funny if perspectives change and whatnot. So yeah. I guess before we go into career, because I have that written down, let's talk about how we met and then, like, I guess post high school, because that's really when we started working together and stuff yeah. like that. So. Well, I guess so. I mean, we did. We met in middle school, mm-hmm. and I remember it was like we didn't have many classes together or anything like that. No. But we just we knew each other, and like we had friends and things like that. And um, I remember you gave me a pair of white oh, Nikes, yeah. and it had these the red the swoosh was red, and it had little red tags on the back of it, and it was they were all white leather. So fucking nice. I remember you gave me those shoes, and it was like, from that moment, I was like, Andrew's a fucking solid dude. Yes, sir. Real solid dude. Because I remember I was going, I had some, uh... They're like black or something, right? No, they were some, I remember they are world industry shoes. They were like some, oh. some Walmart skate shoes. I like, are. just had, like, couldn't afford, like, some good shoes. I yeah. remember the lace, I cut the laces or lost the laces, and so I had to glue the sides of the shoe together. Oh, so then I didn't need to have laces. It was like could have totally asked my grandma for mm-hmm. money to go get laces. I was like, no, I'll figure it out. Like I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you gave me those shoes. It was like from that moment on, I just rocked with it. It was a good move. Yeah. It was a solid move. Yeah. I do remember that. I remember always. Ha- I remember just getting hand me downs. So naturally, I was just like, just give me some shoes. Yeah. I got some more hand me downs. Yeah. We all. I mean, and I think we talked about this too. I just grew up. There was just like bags of clothes. Yeah. That would just come from my aunt. So you just. I mean, that's take what you want, and then you pass it on down the line. Yeah. Like, so normally it was like Albert would get first pick. That's you like, have the older brother, so yeah. that's like that's a perfect chain of like yep. getting the next size. Oh, and then it, the whole dynamic changed when we got to like the same size, because then it was just stealing clothes. Oh, that's just yeah. Inner swapping. Yep. There you go. Yep. Just expanding the wardrobe. You don't need. I don't need to like buy. Then it. we would get don't mad at each it. other. And then fight over it. Like, dude, you, that's my shirt. Take it off. <laughs> like literally, he'd, he'd have me take the shirt in the middle of the hall. Just take it off. No, like, like we'd be in the house. He'd be like, "Dude, give me my give shirt, me shirt now." <laughs> we'd be like, "Like you didn't ask. You just went in my room and took it." And so I'd go do the same thing. And then we couldn't be mad at each other because we're doing the same. Both thing. doing it to so each like, other. Whatever. Like, all right, we, we just, just get mad at each other. Like, Damn. yeah, like that was right. mine. Now it's on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so you like find which one he likes the most. Make sure like that's. Oh the yeah, I'm like, more. and you knew like, don't touch that. That's his shirt. Yeah. He wears this a lot. <laughs> this is the special yep. shirt. Yep. Yeah. I, I've always worn, like, I feel like the same outfits. Like, I have these, I have go-to outfits, and I wear the same ones all like the time. all the time. What else? Like, now it's just black jeans with, like, a white shirt or a black shirt. And now, like, I'll, I'll wear that four days out of the week. It's my go-to. The black right. on black looks so classic. No, I like I like colors now, but now I'm just back to black. Are you? Back to black. I've always been on, like, that's, like, the white, like, the solid main colors, like, red, white, black, those are, like, I guess. Base colors. Yeah, yeah, those base ones, like, those have always been just, like, my favorite colors, just the easiest one. Like, everything goes with it. It's so it's easy true. to coordinate, so it's, like, maybe I'm not as stylish as I think, and I'm just kind of lazy, so it all No, 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 that match. makes sense, because you're the first guy that put me on the color coordination. Before that, oh, my God. Was it just? There's some wild color, color stuff I put together. Really? Just, like. 
Um, I think I had a pair of green pants once. <laughs> That's just like it was so hard to put anything. Like it had to be a black shirt, but I'd wear like a fucking yellow shirt with it and just let it'd it be go. like duck colors. Yeah, just duck straight, game, like baby. not even at a duck game, just like at <laughs> middle school. <laughs> I'm representing. What's up? <laughs> I remember we had a. There's one day. I remember. It's colored pants. I can't remember. They were like either blue, or they were the green ones. And they were Levi's. I remember we had our. Our game jerseys on. Oh, like the. So it's like the, the blue, blue ones. Yeah, the navy blue. Crappy middle school jersey with these green pants. Oh, the middle school ones. Yeah. The, so those were like the light, light like the Pepsi faded. blue, faded yeah. Pepsi blue. But I was just, I was like, I'm wearing these green pants. Then <laughs> <laughs> in high school, I was like, oh, I should probably match colors. Yeah. So. That's something my dad was like really big on. He was just like color coordinator. Was like, it's something he showed me very. Your stuff okay. goes together, and so I was like, I mean, when you're a kid too, it's not like you're picking out all your clothes at that yeah. point. So I was like, this is I probably feel better when my parents would go through you know, a sharp decline for a while. Yeah, and then that's where. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I started getting back to the stuff that they like had yeah, you wearing. Like, like, yeah, I do look good in this. Yeah, you guys are right. It's <laughs> a good fit. Like a ducks jacket. It's like I have the starter jacket that I would have worn when I was a baby. It was like an Oregon Ducks one when I was a kid, but now I have the same one. The like same a one. Blazer. That's how I was with like flannels. Like my dad, yeah. like the Pendletons was like, I didn't like wearing it either. I was like, nobody else was wearing these. Like I look weird. Like I look like an old person. <laughs> it's cool. Like and he, that's when he told me he's like, fashion like it always thing. comes back. He's like it always comes back. And so I was like, Pendletons in like middle school, high school, like gotta bring it back. Gotta oh, bring, yeah. I got a fucking closet full. Oh yeah. I could boot that. Excuse my language. Yeah, I do that too. But. Yeah. We'll be back soon. Yeah, it's all right. We'll let, we'll let them slide. Uh, okay, so then we graduate. Um, out of high school. Out of high school. You go to college. Went to college. I did decided not. Decided that was not for me. Went through. You went, though. I went two out of the three trimesters. I went two, and then I, like, one night I was just like, yeah, I'm done. Just and I, the next morning, I dropped out. Did you? Yeah. I feel bad because I kind of I didn't even tell Alonzo my roommate at the time. I just woke up. I was like, gotta do this. I went and did it. Then I told him. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I was like, I don't know. It was just like a spur of the moment thing. I had to do it. What was it? I guess it was like it had to have been like building up or. I don't know. I was like, I'm not a great studier. In the, I had like, I wanted to go for engineering, like renewable energy. So those engineering classes, loved them. Did A's. But it was like the side classes you had to take, like the core. Oh, like the prereqs. Prereqs. Yeah, English. They the were math. just taxing on me. Like there was like, and I just didn't have the discipline back then to like study. You need to sit here and study. Yeah, so, so I was like, stick to it. I knew I was, and it was like most of our my tuition was supposed to be out of pocket. So it was like I had to carry a loan, and then my parents helped me with the loan. Dang. We like split it, and then so I was like, I'm not even putting my full effort in. So I was like, let's just quit. Yeah, and, before uh, until you start digging yeah. even deeper. Mm-hmm. So I was there for, and then I couch surfed for three months, and then I came back home. So, cool. I mean, you learned. I'm sure you learned yeah. a lot going through. That. Was, I mean, that's a crazy. that's not only a tough process to go through, but to actively like to talk about with other people. Yeah, it was hard could, to like, communicate. Yeah, because I even called my mom before I did it because I was like, gotta let my parents know because like they're gonna not be paying. Yeah, like the loan's gonna stop and all that. So I was like. Hey, just so you know, I'm gonna be doing this, and she was like, uh, "All right, well, like, talk to your friends, like, we'll like get some advice." And yeah. I was like, "Sure," and I did, and I still, I was like, "I got it." I'm yeah, done. I mean, it's when you know yeah. if like, you know. but it was the first time I like I 
I guess not the first time. The first time was with the surgery with the knee, where mm-hmm. I was just like gut decision. Really? Instantly knew. Like, this is what has yep. to happen. And then same thing with college. I was just like, instantly went, nope, not putting my full effort in. And I'm actually paying for it now. Yeah. Um, See, that's where it was like, for me on my side, like being in there, like senior year, seeing all you guys, like all of our friends, like in the college corner, they knew where they were going, what they were doing, and yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, it was like, because you were like me towards the end of the season, you stopped playing. Yeah, it was and almost I like. I had the whole season, so I was just like. It was There's like a full else. blown like de- like depression. Yeah. It seemed like at that point where I was like I did I I didn't have a I didn't plan. know what to do. Yeah, I was like, well, I just have to finish out the year, and but and I then, didn't know where I was going. And it's like all you guys are talking about like what pro- like schools you're going to, what you're going to school for, and all. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was so lost. I had no idea what I was good at, or like I just wasn't very like yeah. confident in my skill sets. And so I was like, I'm not gonna dive into like that type of debt and just wing it like i just really wasn't about to do that and so i went to work yeah and i was like well i just might as well just go get a job and just keep doing that and build my skill set that way and yeah i mean yeah i i had i almost i just paid off my student loan took me like five years but i was paying like the low amount but i mean i learned a lot and i really got interested in science there did you but it was just a bummer because i just did i didn't want to go through all the other stuff yeah but like working on the science and the renewable energy and the engineering classes, it was pretty cool. So it can help like open your eyes to like some different yeah. interests that you have. Yeah, and then I knew I still wanted to work with the solar and stuff just because it was intriguing. So then naturally we, I ended up working with solar. So it all worked out. Yeah, like it panned out the mm-hmm. way you wanted exactly. it to be. So I mean, that's like, that. at the end of it, like if you're doing what you want to be doing, mm-hmm. who cares if you have a yeah. college degree for it? Exactly. That's what I wrote my senior paper on was solar oh was it really yeah because i started hearing about it and started reading about it it's crazy and then i wrote my senior paper on it and then i went to school for it and then i was like school's not for it i'll find another way to work with it and then we worked together at the the superfood place yeah and then post that i ended up working there yeah so i knew i was like gonna get there eventually but i was like going the college route i'm not yeah like i even said like i would have to come back later because right now I just not focused enough. It's just not invested yeah, exactly. into it. Yeah, I feel like really it's like if you're putting like you the money into it. Because it was gonna cost twenty thousand dollars a year. That was our estimated family contribution. Dang. Like, so eighty grand. So it was to have a degree the, and no guarantee that it was a five year program. Oh, so it was hundred k with. So here's the thing. Um, tuition was like twenty four, so I got like four hundred four thousand and like. And scholarships, like all the scholarships I had done, like had great grades, got like four thousand. But it's like my parents were middle class, so it was like no help. Yeah. So that's really the determining factor why I left. I was like, I can't just. I'm not enjoying this. I'm not putting my own, and we're footing the bill. Yeah. So, it's, so that's a I don't know, had I had more, you know, money, I, maybe I would have stayed in just because yeah. I was like, that's what other kids did. Other kids go to school just because it was free. Yeah, if they got the grant. Yeah, they got. Why not? Yeah, they got money uh, every quarter. You know, so they could just afford to stay in there and keep trying out different majors and stuff. But when you're footing your own bill, it's like. Yeah, I think it's still some of them too. It's like they're because I know like even the scholarships and things like that. Like there's somewhere it is free money, but then even like some of the grants and things like you're still paying that back when you're Mm -hmm. done. So it's like again, some of the kids like they just. 
I feel like they they've really bought into like the experience. Like I'm gonna go full like mm-hmm. full swing because there are kids that I know that they went in for a couple years and then changed their major yeah. altogether and then started doing something different. Yeah. And so I mean, well, and, and it's weird now how how can you justify those type of prices for college or schooling? And I'm doing it all on my laptop anyways at home. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming to your facility if you're not doing in person right. learning like. That's got to be really tough for. Like, I would say so. I wouldn't pay that. I wouldn't. I mean, I really I wouldn't. Don't. The other thing that was interesting that like the engineering professors were saying is like, this is a five year program, four years with two six month paid internships, and so what they're saying is like once you get your, it's not about your degree, it's about your experience. Which the time. Plus, like you need that degree in order to get these jobs, but you need that experience. So then I was like, yeah. why don't I just go get an experience? doing stuff and god like i learned through experience I've, my parents have told me not to do something i'm gonna go do it and find out yeah myself. it's terrible because i <laughs> it's, it's, it could have been avoided <laughs> but it's the best but, way to learn exactly now you can say like yeah so, i went through it you can talk about it exactly and so then now it's just like i'd rather go try doing something on my own yeah and so i leave college um you Go, let's go back to you. So after high school, you start working at Brightery. Yeah, so I start working at Brighter Foods with Miranda. So we were already we were already dating at that point mm-hmm. in time, and so she she got me an interview with the with the manager, and mm-hmm. so that was basically that was my end, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting a job, and it was so mismanaged that the general manager he hired me on as a dishwasher. And then didn't communicate that to the um, production manager. So then, when I on my first day, I come in and they have me doing production stuff. So he just starts throwing me into the mix of stuff, oh, like geez. weighing product, filling yep. bags, doing things like that. And uh, and it was like two weeks in until he's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm working." Work. He's like, "You're supposed to be." He's like, "I hired you to do the dishes, and you're doing a lot more than that." And I was like, "Well." That's what he told me to do, so I'm doing it. And it just, from there, it was just, like, slowly just took on more and more. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not like it was a negative thing. He, he respected it. Yeah. It was really cool. And Jacob, he was a great dude. Great dude. Yeah. So. Well, uh, yeah, so we're working at Brighter, and there we package superfoods, nutrient-dense. Yeah, it's all food. whole foods, organic products, yep. stuff like that. And, um, uh, they mix their own smoothies too. Smoothie mixes, the cacao butter and powder. Yeah, so they they did uh, uh, so private labels. So we would put our products in other people's bags, packaging. Yep. And then send it to them, and then they would. Sell we were it. and we were doing it for. We were. We for were. For actually taking now, a pretty big company that yeah. I'm sure a lot of people know about, and there's actually. Um, yeah, I one of the bigger podcaster guys, like yeah, you know, big old Joe, oh, yeah, big the, supporter the, of them, yeah. big supporter of them. We're we're helping do all of that stuff. And a lot of butter, a lot of butter, a lot of yeah. butter. It was such a weird experience because like I've had a lot of jobs. Like my first job, working at a you cut Christmas tree farm. Really? Springtime you're planting trees. Wintertime you're driving a four wheeler around, asking people if they need a saw. If they didn't want to cut it down, you cut it down, put it in the trailer on the back of the four-wheeler, take it to the car, tie it up. I didn't know you did that. Yep. At all. I we had did no that. Idea. When did you do that? 16. And you were? Um, one of our basketball burst. Oh, yeah. And Nathan. Is, yeah, the U-cut one in talent. So I worked Sweet. there. And then I was working um, 
to do some side jobs. Uh, and then it was the gas station at Fred Meyer. Yep. And then it was Big Five in retail. And then it was the warehouse job. So, so I, I have a bunch of different experiences, but I've never been in a warehouse with like a group of people like that all day. Yeah. And so it was, it was interesting, and I've never worked with food like that. So it was, it was a unique experience. It really was. And like, to be, not to sound biased, but like in a hippie-ish environment. It was. A very laid back, like it we had different. rainbow breaks. That remember w- that? Oh my we, goodness! Someone, my, my mom I brought remember that up the other day. The rainbow like, breaks. You used to tell me there was a rainbow outside, yeah. and we'd stop working. Everybody go, in the this. company would stop working. We'd go outside, and we just appreciate the rainbow. I remember the very first yes. time we did that. I was like, "What are we doing?" Like, it's a rainbow break. I was like, "Yeah, but what are we doing?" Like, we're looking you at have the rainbow. To imagine. It just enjoy it. You can <laughs> imagine Richie telling me about this job. He's like, "Dude, you gotta come and work here." Yeah. So you take rainbow breaks. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait. It wait, was wait. so <laughs> laid back. And so now there's us two young guys who, you know, we're pretty ambitious, and we we're in this warehouse job doing pretty mindless work. I it mean, was so assembly dull. line. Yeah. You know, I'm opening bags for Richard. Putting them next to him, and he's got a scale with a bag. And Just he's sitting put, there, he's scoop, weighing them out, scooping product. And our and buddy then, Jason's next to us. He's that's right. Closing the bag and sealing them, and then there's a guy at the end boxes. He's doing that all, all day. day, all day, all day. I remember we fill up pallets, and it was like fifteen hundred pound pallets where it's thirty pounds a box, and we just stack, stack, stack. Yep. Next pallet, stack, stack, stack. Yeah, that was, that was heavy production. Yes. And that was, I think it was like by that point, I was, Zach was gone and I was managing by that point. Okay, yeah, that's what I want to get back to. So I'm, I start working here. Richie gets me an interview. I start working. Um, and immediately I know this place is super laid back. Yeah, definitely like the general manager is not a confrontational dude. Not at all. And Richie has this confidence that he's like, <laughs> just like almost comes across like aggressive, especially. Almost. I was 18, I was young. <laughs> I was hungry. I was trying to get it done. You had the confidence of a 35-year-old man. <laughs> it was, I came in hot at that point. And, uh, yeah. and basically just put himself, just started taking over stuff. Like the, this guy, Zach, came in. He was supposed to take care of the whiteboard to give us our workload, our schedule. Oh, yeah, just organizing. Next thing you know, Richie's making the schedule. Yeah. And Zach didn't ask him to. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm, I can do this better. Because he just he wrote terribly. So yeah. I was like, I'd erase it, and then I'd Richie rewrite it. So like, I so much uh, more legible. Tape put across. He had grids. Put yeah, on it was it was organized and, and then neat. We had a lull. Or, let's not get to that yet. Um, so then we have all this free time. You know, we're, they have, there's a basketball hoop outside. Yeah, it's like we're we doing take, renovations. Yeah, and out of all this sweet. free time, me and Richie are like, let's try to make some money outside this job. That's right. And so we went to Medford. We're like, all right, we're gonna go brainstorm. We go down. We park downtown Medford. We grab two of those victories. Those victory dogs. Pastrami the pastrami dogs. The pastrami, dogs, the pastrami, pastrami bacon dogs. dogs. Yeah. And then we just start walking around town. We're like, dude, what are we gonna do? Like, what do we like? What can we what can we make happen? Because it was just, I remember we had, uh, like you said, there was there was a slight lull in the warehouse, and it would happen almost every summer anyways. Mm-hmm. But that one particularly, they, I remember they cut back on some people's hours. 
and not us, but just enough so to where, like you said, there was like yeah. we were doing projects and stuff to fill our time. So mm -hmm. it was like, what else can we make happen? I remember it was just we looked at uh, buying a food truck. Mm -hmm. or a food that cart. was the first idea. Yeah, because we just take our lunches. Like, all right, what can we do? What can we make happen? What can we turn around? Yep. And it was just anything. And the food truck was an easy one. We both love cooking and. Love, wouldn't love be eating that food. much of an upfront cost. Yep. And we figured that we could stay up to that point and get it going. I mean, we're researching things and we're pricing them out. Yeah, we're just Craigslisting them. We're so like, do this one on Craigslist, ten k. So many ideas, but we just didn't know how to go about it, and that's that's the real journey. Yeah, I think it's like taking that step. Yeah. And it's like, what's going to be our first venture? Because mm -hmm. it's like we're we were that's all we were just hourly paid employees. It's like we need more than this. Like yeah. this is not enough. Because it's just never enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's never we enough. We were hungry. Yeah, that's really it. It's yeah, like, why would I like, want to sit here and just let this yeah. be it? And I think that's part of the reason why I felt like I would want to go to school. It's just because, like, I've always just wanted to do my own thing. Right. And, like, going to school, like, it just seemed like the natural thing to do. Like, go to school and I found something I'm interested in. But then I feel like when we started working there and we had all this free time, then that's when me and you were actually like, let's just make something. Yeah. Because I guess it just never came to my mind. But that's where, like, my whole entrepreneurial spirit, I feel like, really started. Like, sparked was like in that In this warehouse with too much free time. Really? Yeah. That's so got We got to do something. We yeah, got to make it happen. We got to fill our time, and we might as well make money while we're doing while it. While we're doing it, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we went to Medford. We're, you know, we're like, food truck. I remember we talked about event planning. That was uh, another one that I thought was because I wrote my my senior uh, project on that. Yeah. And I remember talking with Bob Treadway because that's what mm -hmm. he was doing, and it was like, how like what's the ins and outs? Yeah. What's the best way to get started with it? And it was a sweet idea, and it's looking back on it, it's really great thing we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's Wait, a terrible business industry right now. Like, like right now it would be so bad. Like all of 2020 would have Who been knows? Maybe year it would have been a five year grind, but cuz <laughs> I remember to like we, peak and then have to yeah. shut the first. <laughs> and then oh yeah. There's no parties happening. Coronavirus. Yeah. We get to a COVID party. COVID safe parties have little bubbles every 6 should, feet from each other. We should do hazmat suit parties. It's like ooh or <laughs> Like the silent discos where everybody's got <laughs> yeah, the headphones and they're exactly. just dancing in their own little zones, exactly. not going nowhere. It'd be interesting. That would be, and we could just throw that. Might get a little stuffy though. Like the well, what is it? The the edge of Medford that's for sale. That's true. That's pretty big venue. Well, let's talk about uh, what well, yeah, was so the latest business thing that would have crashed and burned with this coronavirus with the the coffee shop. Oh my. So, like I said, we just so bounced from idea to idea. That happened. Um, so grateful that didn't happen. Yeah, we could have could have had a coffee shop, and then Corona would have shut that down. Yeah, that would have been a terrible because it was we would have had not even six months under our belt before the shutdown would actually fully went into an effect, yep. and then that would have been a rough time to start a business. Yeah, we would have had just the rent on the year. back half. It would have been like six end. months a year in business, then get hit with that. Yeah, that would have been rough. Um, but yeah, so I'm all so your entrepreneurial place. spirit really got started in that warehouse for sure. Like that was like yeah, because before I was like a tinkerer. Like I like to take stuff apart, put it back together again. I was in oh, auto so tech. You, you were a builder. I was builder, and I loved science. Yeah. So 
to go into business from science is like a whole totally different. Like, like, I was it's usually even, yeah, it's usually personalities yeah. I don't even. Click yeah, with the that. science is. I mean, still fascinates me, but there's something also about business that just like I don't know. When we started doing it for ourselves, like with the Don's clothing, yeah, then I was like, it really started to click to me, like, hey, we can make money. Yeah. Well, like, I, we started I, an idea, and then we started making money off. I was like, what? A, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's working. If we could make this on a larger scale, we could quit our job. Yeah. And like when that thought hit, I was like, this is all I like, need to do. <laughs> where the hell was these lessons in high school? Yeah. Like. You know, like, I don't know, creating a business. Like, we had a VE, but I guess, like, I don't know. It just seems simpler when we start actually doing it. Yeah. And I look back to, like, since for me, I've always, that's always been my thought. Is like, I could take this, and I could sell it for more. And I could buy more of it, and I could resell it. And it was all, like, really started was I got a Walmart gift card for, like, Christmas one year when I was, like, five or six. I remember I was in... uh, first or second grade at Phoenix Elementary School and my dad I was like well let's go to Walmart let's go find something and he put the idea in my head he's like well if you bought these snacks you know that you could like sell them on recess and I was thinking about it I was like well all they sell at the schools like they used to sell dollar jerky sticks so it's like <laughs> one stick of jerky for a dollar so I was like if kids are sitting there and kids would buy them all day yep. they'd every recess break they'd go to the office and they'd buy them go buy pencils from the office and I, so I saw that and I was like I, he's right like he's like there's definitely something I could do Selling candy. there was like 50 bucks on that gift card so I bought uh, Kool-Aid little six packs of drinks I bought Rice Krispie treats cookies Damn. all kinds of snacks that I could the the big bags of mini chips at the time mm-hmm. I bought all the stuff I could and I asked one of the teachers if I could use a red they had the little red wagon and so I take all the snacks that I bought from Walmart took him to school with me because I lived a block away from the school. So I'm walking with two backpacks full of (laughs) snacks, getting them to the school. I was like, today's... I'm not even caring about the lessons. I was like, I gotta get these snacks. Homework's at home. I've got two bags full of treats. There's no room for pencils. No, yeah, no room for that. (laughs) Notes? What are those? Oh, my God. So so I remember walking up the the street, and I got all the stuff to the school, and I loaded it into this teacher's red wagon. And uh, I didn't ask anybody if I could do it. I just asked her if I could use a wagon. Mm. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, I'm just going to use it for recess. And so every recess, I'm taking that red wagon out there, walking it from the classroom, taking it all the way to the playground, like to the little playground park area where all the kids are playing. And I'm sitting there selling snacks to the, all these kids. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were you, were you selling them for a buck? I was selling drinks for like a dollar fifty, And it was like when it broke down, it was like, maybe 25 30 cents for an actual single drink and oh, so it's a dollar 50 on that and it's a, that's a six pack of those and so it was like i made sure that i was getting like at least 75 cents for every like thing that i sold mm-hmm. and so it was like i did that every time i sold out of stuff i'd take all the money home Go like get that, more. my dad was like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm selling all this candy at school <laughs> my first second grade oh, he's like God. all right so he's like he's taking me to walmart oh, that's hilarious i remember one day he's like Look, at a certain point, you're going to have to start kicking down some gas. <laughs> He's like, I can't be taking like all these chips to here. Walmart to keep getting you snacks. Oh, my gosh. That's so, yeah, funny. That okay. was like the, so your dad installed it in you. That was, like, was kind of like one of the very mm-hmm. first like lessons that I had. I was like, look, like you could buy this and then sell all the, like break it down and sell it to all these people and make mm-hmm. more and then do it again. I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. And so that was kind of, that was it. That was the first, like, yeah. 
hustle that I had was a snack from the playground. Yeah, that's funny actually now that you say that. It reminds me of something my dad said. It, he always just said, work with your mind, not your body. Because your body's going to go out before your mind. It's not going to be able to work. So then it was just like, yeah, when you start doing business, and you're working with your mind. You're not really doing yeah the physical labor of it. You hire someone to do it or you, you're selling a product. That's, a, that's a good so, point. Like, I don't think my dad ever, he never verbally said anything mm-hmm. like that, but I'm sure he had to have thought. Like, right. So, but like by the time I was two or three, I could even like really remember my dad had that, he had a broken back. So we got yeah. in a car accident. He wasn't working. He was a single dad. So it was like, he was getting disability. He, he used to do construction and stuff like that. But like, yeah, it's all yeah. working with his body. Exactly. So once he couldn't use his body anymore, he was literally stuck. Mm-hmm. Like he had like food stamps, disability, yeah. wasn't able to go get a job, and like I'm sure that has to wear on a man. Like so we're not yeah. being able to provide the way that you used to. So right. It's because you're limited by your body, but your mind is sitting it's there like just wanting. racing exactly. on like everything that you could yep. do, and like he's always watching those like house flipping shows and right. stuff like that. And I'm sure it's being a constructionist just racing. It's like I could do that. I could do that. I could exactly. do all of that. I could do all that work, and it's like. Because mm-hmm. my dad had late. the same thing. He bought, he had bad knees, and then he had a bad back, so he was like, can't. Yeah. So, like, that's why he learned that lesson. It's like, my knees are going to go out eventually. Gotta my back, your mind. I can't be doing those physical labor jobs that you want to keep walking, like, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have way more problems if he was in construction. I can only imagine, you know? yeah. Because he had bad knees, like, in high school. Uh, I, I, I believe it. I remember, I remember, like I was like, I had bad knees, couldn't squat or do things for a little bit. Yeah, and my like, dad used to wear those. Had to like, work through it. Those like, uh, oh, he colored braces. He had like the knee braces. Yeah, that he was locked in. Like the the stretchy ones where you just slip that thing on. <laughs> there's a hole right on the kneecap. I don't know just why, the, but there's always a hole on the kneecap. Just to keep it in place, I guess. I guess that or just airflow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he can oh, open it up, get some, breeze, yeah. get a breeze in there. I think he still wears them. But, That's uh, funny. I always remember he wore those. So yeah, he's like. Don't let him, your body will fail you one day. Yeah. So is that what led you to barbering? No, I guess what, so what, because you were doing, that's all you were doing was labor. So you were doing I a mean, lot more. Labor. I get laid off at um, Friday because the big company we work for over ordered. Yeah. That's why we were so damn that's busy. That's right. Yeah. We were pumping out so much of a uh, private label product for this one. I guess they over ordered for like, six to eight months yeah and so our whole like half our warehouse we're just like we had nothing left to do yeah i remember so they like they cut it was jason jason me, they cut you uh eli yeah they cut him eli and, um, then, and then they cut and i didn't think no they didn't cut and i think they reduced out so they reduced hours for some people and then they they cut some oh, people all together yeah. and then it was like but yeah so around, which i remember he was just like yeah, so we're just we're running out of work, and uh, I can write you an amazing review. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, it's all cool, man." Like, and he's like, "I'll just call you back when we get more work." I'm like, "No, I'm just gonna find something. I don't want to wait around." Doing. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I'm working at the solar place. That's like stuff like that. It was supposed to happen. Right. It was supposed so, to go down that way. And it was so it was interesting because like we had worked like a year and a half together in that warehouse, and it was so fun. I really wasn't actively thinking about the solar, but you know that was just like a pit stop along the way. I still got back to it, so that that I was really excited to get that job. Um, but then you know, just 
I guess the reason why I love the construction side of it, building stuff, working on my hands. Um, I got to learn plumbing and electrical, which is great. I got paid well with uh, raises. Those are all like Every, necessary skills, at least in my yeah. mind. Like being able to do like minor plumbing, minor electrical, things like that. Like, yeah, well, we even just as a here. homeowner, like yeah. yeah, you're doing like over the top, yeah. like heavy skill set stuff. But I feel like some yeah. of that's just minor details exactly. and really necessary. And, and so like I came in green, like I didn't know anything. They'd be like, run this pipe by the duct. <laughs> they're like oh my god and i'm like <laughs> don't know what to tell you but i look around like, there's all this stuff in the ceiling there's wire pipes there's this metal metallic tube thing i'm like is that the duck i, I literally got on my phone i was like what is a duck and i was like oh i think it's that i, was like, I saw a bat but drilling. no ducks i don't oh see any god. ducks up here and I, I pulled oh my god i had to redo so much stuff all the time but i learned a lot i learned to work hard um, but the thing about construction is just never stops. Never stops. Yeah. Houses are every day. Is people a job. either like with solar, you either putting a, a, something on someone's house, um, on their property, or we're doing heated systems. So it was just nonstop. So in the winter, you're servicing all the heaters you put in. Yeah. And then in the summer, you're servicing all the electrical stuff and putting new stuff in. So you're constantly putting new stuff in. Yeah. And then you're constantly having to service all these things. Um, and then there's only three of us. Since you're constantly yeah. busy. So, I mean, it was great, but um, it was 40 hours a week, no overtime, which is, I mean, I knew that going in, but it sucked towards the end because, like, you'd work extra hours, and then we'd go home early on Friday. Wait, what? Yeah. So, like, if oh, we, so, so like, if it's we, like, if you overload, so you, done you didn't have set, like, eight-hour days, it was like, if we're here until yeah, six, then it's Well, like, it was supposed to be eight hours, so it was 7.30 to 4.00. That's your hours. So you tried to hit but that every day. But there'd be sometimes we're like, we're in another hour and we're done with this job, like in a day or two. And oh, so really? we're scheduled three days, but if we stay an extra hour, we'll be done in two days. So sense. we'd stay an extra hour and then we'd be at 40 hours on Friday at 3.30 instead of 4.30. So you'd be like, take off. Sweet. But in my head, I was like, I'd rather just get that overtime. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, and give so, me an extra hour. But I knew that going in. So I was just like. I started, I was like, I want the, uh, the capability to make more money if, like, with, if I want to work more hours. Yeah. And then um, taking time off was two weeks for the year. And then that there was... Really tough, too. It's yeah, like, but then there was only three of us, so it was like, one person was out, the, someone had to be there with the other guy. Yeah. Because most jobs are, like, two-man jobs. So then it was, like, coordinating things with jobs and stuff like that was difficult. And then, so that was the determining factors why I was going barbering, because you can make your own schedule, you're your own boss. If you want to work more hours, go work more hours and make more money. Yeah. If you want to work less hours this week, then work less hours. And it helped with, like, house projects. I'm like, all right, no one's booked afternoon, so I'm going to block out a few hours, and then I'll be able to run to the dump. And so it's been super nice. I've been able to control my whole life yeah. <laughs> with the scheduling app. That was, I mean realizing that like, I guess like going through work and having a boss dictating my schedule for three years four years was like the yeah. most demeaning thing to me and I know that was it? yeah I know that some people it's like it's it's a job like that's part of it that's what it is and it's it shouldn't be but I just not having power or control over my day or my actions was 
so frustrating that it was just every day was I didn't enjoy being yeah. there. So it's like I'm here, I'm doing my time. It's like let's make this place better. Like I'm gonna do a great job while I'm here, but the moment that clock hits, like I'm out. Right. Like I'm out. I want to work on me. I want to build me. And yeah. that was really, that was that was the push for me at least to get into real estate. And mm-hmm. I I loved real estate. I it was always a goal to buy a home, especially throughout high school. Was like I really really want to do that. And it was McCready. Justin McCready's older brother bought a, a house. I think it was like his senior year, like just fresh right out of high school. Yeah, yeah, right out of high school. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to do that. And it's mm-hmm. like, if he could do it, it's like, it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, just made that a goal and just focused on it and just yeah, tucked away money as we could. And yeah, I mean, being ran has just kind of blossomed into something really cool. And I, I didn't expect that. I mean, of course, like you go into a relationship wanting the best and wanting everything to go well, but it can still be surprising sometimes like how well it really is going. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of the, that was a really beautiful part of that is like, yeah, just shocked that like, wow, it's like we just click and we understand things and we just connected on, on like ideas like that. And so early on that it, when it came time to being ready to buy a house, it was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't engaged, like weren't married, nothing like that. Just as a relationship, we knew that buying a house and getting into a home is going to be a better financial investment regardless if we work out or not. And so just having that difficult conversation, like what happens if we split? Right. Like we still own something. Like do we live together? Do we sell it? Like how does like, and so having all those talks before we actually get to that point and being able to agree on it, Mm -hmm. so cool. So cool. And that's like having that support is like, okay, I need to do better for us. And like, being able to see the future and, and look down the road and really just not want to end up in that job anymore. Like the sooner I could get out of there and take control of my day to day and progress and push things forward. Cause that was all I thought was like, if I took my time and did other things with it, I could make more than if I sat here and I filled these bags for eight hours a day, like this other person's telling me to. Right. And it was just, yeah. So that was the big thing was I want, I want to make yeah. the most for us. Yeah. Cause you worked there up until you went to, Real estate. I mean, yeah, I was right. doing both. So, oh yeah, so, so you I started was, in school. I started started in while you were working. Yeah, so I started school right. while we were working, and then then it came time. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, then we need to buy something. Like, I can't get pre qualified after I switch careers. So, and that's really what I wanted to do was switch and go full time into real estate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we ended up buying the house, and as I'm going to school, getting my license, and then I actually I get my license, secure it. And I sign on with, um, as an independent agent at a local firm. And from that point, it, was, it wasn't like I had a lot to do. It's not like I was having a lot of um, work in that moment. There wasn't a lot of direction or guidance either. So it was like just watching YouTube videos, right. trying to figure out what cold calling was and like the best way to do <laughs> it. Like, well, how is my yeah. day supposed to look as a real estate agent? Um, but then not wanting to let go of the, the income as well. It's like, if I leave, then yeah, all the bills You're and losing your security. Exactly, and it's all on her too. So yeah. it's, again, having to have that difficult conversation with her. It's like, this is what I want to do. And, like, yeah. and she, she just fully supported it. Once she kind of said that, yeah, I can, I can handle this and I can do this and I think you should do it, then that was really when I started to put a lot more energy and focus into the real estate. Because it was like, I'd, I'd work my eight-hour day, and then I'd come home, and then I'd do some real estate stuff, and then that was the end of my day.
but then I ended up getting a, an offer to be a part of the team mm-hmm. at that firm. So I was like, I jumped at that opportunity. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a huge thing for me, and it really was. It was, I mean, the learning curve, I mean, was slow and steady, and then once I hit the team, it was just through the roof. It was like I got so much more support and just guidance on what I should be doing, how I should be doing, and all of it. And so not only that, but I also, they gave me a bunch of leads, so I was like, cool, I have a list of people that I can actively call yeah. instead of the, the 10 family members I have burning through those in the right. first week. Like, call them again. Hey, I'm I'm, out. I know I called you last week, but you got anybody else maybe this right. week that you might know that I could call? And yeah. So it was, that was a huge opportunity yeah. for me, and I'm super appreciative yeah, of that. It's like you don't even know how to approach that. No idea. Before you meet these guys, and it's like, all right, do I just go up to someone and say, do you want to, are you looking to buy a house? Yeah. <laughs> but then they actually like, approach it this way and not really practice yeah well it was because at Brighton it was like as I was making that switch because Jerome the CEO of the company at the time he was in real estate in California Mm. and so he really he backed me too and he's like he had conversations with me and said look if that's like we can tell you don't want to be here anymore oh yeah and so we just had those talks of like what I wanted to do and where my mind was at and it's like like you said being in that kind of like hippie environment like they wanted to have that or at least he did. He wanted to have that closer connection and like to my why and what am I doing and what's my my purpose here and all this. And so he was supportive too. He wrote me a great recommendation letter and oh, yeah. um yeah, gave me full support and said, Here's actually here's a list of clients that we have for the company. Call them and try to get them to buy product. And just and he gave me that. And so that's that's what my eight hour days really re- was doing was creating a sales department mm-hmm. that they didn't have and then I'd come home. And I do the real estate stuff. So it was like I had I had an idea of like calling and, and just randomly talking to people, but the structure of how you should handle that conversation right. or to how to actually have control over it and like guide it in a certain way to get information and, and to help right. them and, and get them the product that Ask they need. Ask effective questions. Like yeah. don't be And it was it was different yeah. too because in that like in that avenue it's you make the phone call. By the time you're off the phone, they've I have a, a full order sheet in front of me of product that I'm uploading that they're buying. And with real estate, it's a much slower burn where it's you're building that relationship, yeah. getting to know them, you almost have to understanding their needs. Yeah, almost in a, in a sense like investigate because they're not always going to put everything out there. And it's right. like, oh, what are you looking for? And it's just a home, three two. Yeah, but they, they really do have specific needs, but they don't. They don't know so how you gotta to pull it out. Exactly. Yeah, right. they're not Dennis. sure how to communicate it. Yeah, get my get in there with my little real estate pliers and yes, get the information I need to help extractions. <laughs> extractions. It's <laughs> <laughs> just every phone call. It's like it's extraction yes, time, baby. It's done. Um, that, yeah, so that was the start of it for me. That's awesome. Um, you 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 touched on a few things that I want to talk about, but um, one was um. Yeah, I have this similar situation like with Miranda and you, her like supporting you. My girl Kayla, she did the same thing. She knew I was unhappy in construction. Like, let me tell you, being on the roofs all summer, you sizzled, huh? Oh my You're god, getting burned up. Let me tell you, the the hottest we were on a roof was 182 degrees. That's the roof temperature. Like you're seeing, no. you're standing up there and you look out and it's just like those waves and you're just like your feet are hot. No, it's like I'm good. like if you stand in one spot too long, your feet are hot. Like you gotta like, 
See, I so, like the sauna. The sauna is at 175, yeah. 180, like right around there. But it's to be on a roof outside. And, you, and it's, it's radiating up. So, um, and then like you I'm have good. to like get to the roof surface, like close to it. So then it's like hot right there on your body. So I would come home and just sleep after work for like an hour or two. Just I'm just dead. pooped. And Kayla, she was there. So she'd get off like six, you know. I don't know, after my nap, basically. And then I would be normal <laughs> again. But there'd be those days where she didn't work, and then I'd get home at, like, four, and she'd be like, ooh, he's a bear. Yeah. And, and then just over time, she could tell. Like It was one of those scenarios where, like, whether or not I didn't have to show up and do my best every day. But, like, I, my work ethic was good, but then I guess just, like, my attitude... And it's like, I just wasn't on all the time. I, I didn't give 100% all the time. Yeah. And I started to see that myself. Like, I'm really not applying myself. Yeah. I was way better employed back then. Like, just being productive. Like, I was always like, what can I do? What can I do? Or just, like, not taking it mm-hmm. serious. Like, just, yeah. you're just where you're not and invested like, into the movie. When I was at the job, like, my that had my total focus. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, those lulls. Like, I'd have, like, a shop day. Oh, where you're just not organizing just like the shop. Organizing, finding busy work, and I instantly went back to brighter. So I was like, and it was only like a day. It was eight hours at that shop. But that eight hours was agonizing. Was because it? Because like 300 days a year, we're going next job, next job, next job, next job. We're doing solar one day, electrical. Now we're doing plumbing. So it's always something different. And then come these shop days. Eight hours standing in this garage, like on the highway. So, like, while you're working, you're just seeing cars all day. Look at all that freedom. Not <laughs> every car, every like, car is just freedom see, passing I'd by. I see some, like, dude escape from the the trash crew it's where like they the, hold him right there. And he's all fucking just walking. I'm like, this dude doesn't give a care in the world. Like, they're catching him any you know, minute. But, now. like, I don't know. Just that idle time was getting to me. And That's like the classic movie where it's, like, the kid is sitting there stuck doing chores. And he looks <laughs> out. Everybody's at the pool having fun. There's and he's just there. missing out. I'm in this garage. You're grounded. <laughs> There's a bird out there. I'm pissed at the bird. Because he's out. No, no, not like that. But I just, the idle time was driving me crazy. Yeah. And so then Kayla was like, you should try barbering. And I was like, it's not my plan. Like, I never thought about it. And she's yeah. like, she kept, she was like, you're into style. We did the clothes. Yeah. Um. Photography. There's all these things you could tie into it. And I was like, sure, anything. I gotta try something else. Yeah. So she was. She was really the force. Like, you should try this, whether you like it or not. It's something different. Um, but the whole thing, the whole reason I didn't like jump at it was because like I was gonna have to quit working to go back to school or work, you know, part time. Um, but I was not gonna do this solar thing for eight hours a day and then go cut hair. Like that just wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. So that's a t- yeah, that's a tough thing to yeah. to work a construction yeah. job all day and then come home yeah. to a side hustle or try and. And she was a hundred percent. She's like, don't even worry about the money. She was like, just you're terrible at this. You're horrible at. Or you're you're in a horrible mood when you come home from work. She's like, do something you like. Don't worry about the bills. Yeah. She even wanted to pay for my school. Oh really? And I was like, no, no. I like I got. See, that's 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 awesome. Yeah. Like when you have that type of support. Yeah. She was like, just like, this is what do something happen. else because. This is obviously not working for you. And if I can help facilitate that, I'll help. Yeah. And so I ended up paying for the school, but, you know, she carried the bills. And um, I tried doing as much side work as I can to help out. But, um, yeah, just having that support, it, like, really created this environment where I could be successful in barbering and actually, you know, dive into it and get, like, I don't know, what's the – it just, like, like has me now. 
you know, like it has all my focus. I'm always looking at what I could do better, things I could do better, and little techniques, stuff like that. So much like solar, had like just build working with my hands, that's being satisfied. Um, being creative, you know, you're doing different things. I'm able to market my own material, create images, create my walls, like I'm decorating. So you're seeing like the purpose and yeah. Future. And then the other thing is, is like I've always loved networking. And that's what sucked about the warehouse because we're in this confined space. And same with you. You like working with people, meeting people. And so now I just, I'm constantly networking, always talking to people, discussing ideas, talking about like their take on politics. And like, I feel like I, it's making me more patient. And like, I've, I've, I feel like I was pretty patient, but you just have to be tolerant too because like someone's got a differing view from you. Then you yeah. get to sit there and be able to continue to do the service while without pissing someone off. You know? yeah, Cause at the like, end of the day, it's like, I'm here to yeah. do my job, so it's like we, can, of course, we can have chit chat and do, yeah. like, cause that's that's part of it is like but, building that relationship yeah. and like connecting with them. But if, like when they have those differing views, it's like I don't straight cool. away. And then you just I don't, I'd lean into it. Do you I really? Do. <laughs> you <laughs> lean into the awkwardness oh, and a little just, bit, like, like so you're you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> they're like, yeah. I'm like, tell me about it. <laughs> just like, I'm ignorant. Just tell me about yeah. it. Yeah, you know. That's my favorite. But I lean into it. That if I do it, it's I come from the stance yeah. of like, I don't know. And I do that like a lot with people's um, hobbies or things that they're into. Yeah. Where um, they, uh, yeah, it, it's just you can ask them just blank questions and just mm. see what they're see what they're getting into yeah and they'll just start to dive into their their hobby or whatever yeah. it is and uh oh, the other thing i wanted to bring up this is a sidetrack but you mentioned jerome do you remember that dinner we had with jerome at no that was like yeah i do that I, when you said his name my mind went to that dinner that was so we what, what was he this so he was the ceo of Red ceo Red the of the company we're working at the warehouse and I guess we just took a light. We tried to get his attention, obviously, at that Yeah, meeting. I wanted to get We had Friday him. meetings every Friday. And this is the first time we're around a CEO, even though it was a small company. We're like, we need to know. We got yeah, we we to pick this guy's brain. Yeah. So we end up making an impression. We're talking with him. I think you were like, hey, me and Andrew are going to know. Like, we're going to go eat. You should come with us. So he comes. And I think we were late. <laughs> he was there before us. No, I remember he was early. Oh, he we, showed up early to it. We were showing up right on. Like I was like, we don't. Because I remember we didn't want to be late. We're like, let's get there on time, not thinking. And he he showed up he like early. mad early. Like he was thirty like, minutes early. Yeah, so hanging he's, out. So initially, I'm like, bad impression. Yeah, right off the rip. Uh, and then we go in, and he's he's, you know, he's like you know, ordering. He's like, can I get a beer? And then no one doesn't serve beer. They don't serve alcohol. He's like, you took me to the one restaurant in Medford that doesn't serve beer. Oh, shit. Because he is a big drinker, too. Yeah. So I'm like, strike two. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I think I went through an awkward conversation with him. I I vividly remember it was a very intense conversation we had. Do you remember that? I I vaguely do, but I I don't remember. I remember walking out of there like, I feel like he came at me. He, he was probably just asking because he's a straightforward guy. Yeah, he was a straightforward guy. So it, like, it was like he was. That was, I guess, the first time I was. We had sat down and had a conversation with like someone who's so direct. Yeah. 
He was. Oh, he's very, asking, what do you think we could be doing differently? He was asking things, and then I guess right. he got into specifics. He's like, "Well, what about it?" And like, I was just, just speaking in generalities, and yeah. he's, you know, but he was a very straight shooter. And he, that was cool because he was asking, you know, nineteen year olds, "What should, what do you, what should we do? What should we do? Yeah, because he knew we were the ones who were actively, always trying to change stuff. And the fact that he appreciated our input yeah. enough to like want to sit down and and actually have that conversation with yeah. us. He's a really open guy. He's super. Yeah. He's he's he really is super cool and yeah. he'll get into anything with anybody. Yeah, like, that's what really I like about because you never knew where it was gonna go with him. Because so, like, he's a mix of he's like I said yeah. he's he's a real estate guy so he has that professionalism but then he's also somebody who would do psychedelics and then go to Burning Man. So that's it's right. so he he was one he's a person. Wild card. Yeah, a real wild Love card that. of a person, but. He oh was my gosh! Very direct, like you said. He was. He wanted to get straight to the point, yeah. and he didn't beat around the bush. And, and that makes sense why you like him so much, because you hate small talk. I'm not a fan of small talk. So which you is, and him are just like straight yeah, here, to the meat and potatoes. here we are. Yep. Here we are. That's, <laughs> I'm working on me. You know, I gotta get better at these things. Oh God! I it just came to me. He asked me what if I had any question about something. It said and it was something about a job title. Oh. And I said something like. Yeah, I just I, wasn't sure like what I was supposed to do when I first got here. Yeah, I think because like, of yeah. the job title. He's like, "So you want a job title?" And then you were like, "I don't want a job yeah, title." I, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> like what I walk into. Yeah, I, think, I did yeah. not think that set, deeply because you set yourself up for it's yeah, like, well, like, it's like I'm a production technician. <laughs> like, what are my list of responsibilities? Like, you want to do like Andrew's supposed to mop. Andrew's yeah, supposed like, to do this. Oh, he's no. like, "Do you want that?" And I was just like. No, nope. <laughs> I definitely don't want that. It's like, I was just saying, structure. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I am all good on that. Oh, and that was the perfect place for you because they had zero structure. Zero structure. And was like, I can create my own. Yeah, I was like, I got to. I like, I didn't want. That's what it was. I'm good with structure when I'm imposing it. Like when I'm putting the structure into place, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. This works. Yep. But when they're doing it, it's like, I don't like that idea. That doesn't very sit. much like yeah. yeah. That's, that's really like, <laughs> that I'll provide so well. your structure. <laughs> yeah. This is the way. This is what you. Yeah. Need. This is the best way it should be done. <laughs> oh that's my funny. god. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the supportive women. I think that's a. We got good girls on our team. Absolutely. Love my wife. Yeah. Love my wife. She's a good woman. Good woman. I think we should learn to speak. Yeah. She'll stick around. <laughs> She's cool. She. <laughs> She'll stick around. <laughs> so Quiet I, in the studio. So you're doing uh, all barbering now. Full-time barbering, me and Kayla. Um, you got your shop been, in Medford? Yep. We've been... She started it um, two and a half, three years ago. Two and a half. Um, she was bouncing around from salon to salon, not having her own space, and I was just like, you should build your own. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're having these issues with other people, not the facilities and, like, your skills. So, just do your own. Yeah. Have your own so, space. she started that, and then I was doing the whole... Um, solid thing and then she was like um you should go into barbering right before i started barber school there's two rooms in our salon uh the two people that are renting the other room left and started their own salon so she's like do you want me to rent this out to somebody else or do you want it so i was like yeah just leave it open for me I'm like let me get my license and see how barbering is and yeah we'll have this room and i have you there that way if like i have questions or you know 
So I go through barbering school. I've been there since October. So like four or five months now. Is it no, not three months, three or four months. Gotta be loving it though. Yeah, it's dope. Gotta like, be loving it. It's a. I often say like my job is like a almost like a high school reunion right now. Is it? Because I cut all of our like everyone from Phoenix is like a lot of people from Phoenix. So it's like. Just like, oh, I haven't seen you in every other five day. Years. Yeah, and then new. I'm like, what are you up to? And I'm like, whoa. And I'm just meeting all kinds of people. So it's great. Um, it's really cool to be working with Kayla too, because then like uh, with Matt, Matt came in, and uh, I just didn't really know how to go. I was like, I've done his hair before, but I wasn't happy with how it came out. So I was just like, I did all the size, and I was like, Kayla, I want your help with this front section. She showed me a couple things. We did it. And then we've been able to recreate that. And then Matt was like, hair's perfect. Like, best cut. So, like, I've been able to use Kayla as, like, a tool to, like, further my skills. And, like, pick up her brain and see what you could do. Get those tips and tricks and mm -hmm. things like that. And then, like, she has one client. She does his haircut. And then he comes to my room for a shave. Oh, there you go. So, it's just a, a a, a cool environment. You know, we control everything. Like it's your shop. From the, the second you walk in to prices to just the whole environment. So it's really cool. I'm glad she pushed me in that direction because it's almost like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to work for myself. And she was like, I do this and it would work for you. Yeah. So I was like, cool. She basically almost kind of not like didn't give you the structure, but mm-hmm. showed you, hey, she this like, is another outlet that. She's like, everything you avenue. say you want, you can do with barbering. Like, you want to be able to make your own schedule and be your own boss? Do it. Barbering, you can do that because you literally make your own schedule. You make your prices. You choose which days you're going to work. Um, you choose who you want to work with. If you don't like somebody, you can not Next cut their hair again. Yeah. Uh, just choose right decision. And I, so, yeah, I know about that. And I've then, definitely had to fire. I, I fired a client before. Yeah. Just the worst person to ever work with. That Tell me about that. I've also I've also stuck with some some terrible people as well. What was the person you fired? So it was like I didn't, it's not like I fired him, but it was like, good, but like yeah, I'm not gonna work with you. He he would call me, so he was in a position that he was using a lot of different um, like government programs to help get him assistance to qualify to purchase. So I was like all for it. Like let's if you want to do something, let's make it happen. I'm gonna do anything I can to help you if that's if that's your goal. I want to help you accomplish it, really. Right. And uh, it's just when he was searching, it was I was about a year and a half in on like being part of the team. And so I was starting to get really busy and juggling four or five clients in a month, which, I mean, for me, it was it was a lot. It yeah. was it was a lot at that point in time. It really was. It was it was stressful because right like, yeah. you're trying to keep up with every single person, keep up with all their needs. And it was like. So those were the people that I was actively on a daily basis shopping, looking at homes, writing offers, doing things like that with um, on top of the – I can only have over 1,400 different contacts in my CRM that I had to call on a daily basis. Yeah, so it's like just working, just working through the list. Just working through the list. Obviously, you won't get through that in a day. No. No. It was – I mean, you're – like, I would probably – I don't even – on what like my my hard set days when and I would because that was something that was like your lead gen is a really important part of it and you need to stay consistent with it so if you're not hitting those calls every day and you're not doing it and hitting your numbers on a weekly basis and tracking everything um, 
I mean, you could hit waves and it just, it happens where you'll be super busy and you'll mm -hmm. be so busy that you're not making those calls and you're just focusing on what's on your plate and then it'll start to dip back down. I see. And so there's a, there was a wave to it that I noticed, especially the first year and a half um, being on that team. It was just trying to find my, my ground and really have a foundation under me. And yeah, so I, I definitely hit through those lulls and those wave points. But when I was yeah. at those lulls trying to get something going, I'd sit in that office eight hours a day and I'd, I'd call 50 people and uh, I would just work through the list, no goal on, on how long the conversation should be. But you know, I know I have my key points on things that I'm trying to, yep. information I'm trying to hit um, and value I'm trying to give to them the whole time. So it's like I have, I have a computer up in front of me so that way I can look at properties and talk to them about it as I have them on the phone. I have a list of names in front of me. I have a notebook in front of me. So I'm sitting there taking notes the entire time of everything and really it's just about adding as much value as I possibly can and the only way I can do that is by asking questions so it's like the more questions I ask them the more that comes from it but my goal would be I'd hit I'd call 50 people and once yeah. I hit that that 50 number then I'd go take a break I'd go get some water I'd go so do you something. set that goal though I set that goal and it was like that was my I'd always I'd always hit to it but of course it's like you have some days where it's like you get 10 calls in and you, it's just like nothing, 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 nothing. And it's just kind of like, it's defeating. Yeah. It's like when you get five voicemails in a row and then you get two conversations and they're both really bad conversations and then you get two more voicemails and then another bad conversation. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's perseverance. right? It's there. so defeating. And especially like when I first started not knowing how to like, flow with the conversation I almost came at it so excited it was like all right what are you looking for and it was like two three bed two bath you want at least a quarter acre at least a thousand square feet perfect buy and then I'd start looking for something it was like I didn't find out anything about what they really needed in the right. home why they were looking to make a move like why the process or why making that decision was important to them and so it was like blew past that and it was like my thought was they want to do this get the information you need, give it to them and they'll do it. Right. And that's not how it always right. goes. Like I didn't look or think about like building a connection with them or a relationship in yeah. any way. It was like, I just want to give you the value. You give me information, I give you value and then we're done. And like, that's what I thought it was. And so it was just a, a case. I feel like that's probably how I'd handle it. More of like this person's coming to me because they're ready to buy. Yeah. Let me find X amount of properties, show them these, yeah. go buy one of them. Yeah. It's so, yeah, you don't really think of like, I don't know, what questions would you ask somebody to find a deeper uh, idea of what they're looking for? Like, I guess do you what, plan like, on having kids? Is that like... No, I, I never, I, I try to never do anything like that. Really? Like, I ask you like, if they mention that they like, because it'll, if, if, if it's a, a family or something, they usually mention like, yeah, we have kids, so we need to make sure we have, Room. you know, this many bedrooms or whatever it is, or... Um, if they have dogs, like, oh, mm -hmm. we have a dog. So it, usually stuff like that can come up, but it's, I try to get to like, like, why are, why are you looking to make a move? Like, what's the big reason? Like, what's that look like for you? Or, um, and just understand their thought process and their decision-making to come to that point. Cause there's a reason why they want to buy. So mm -hmm. it's, once I understand that, then I can help them throughout that entire process. It's like, well, I honestly have a terrible landlord and he just he won't make any repairs at all it's the place is a dump and i can do the things to fix it but i don't want to put the money into it because i'm just fixing yeah. his property 
and he's upping my rent every other month. So it's like, why would I want to do that? I and see. So then you find the true motive. Yeah, and just see like the why big they're re- moving and why then that they helps want to make the move. Yeah. I see. So that's the big. Uh, I like the the idea with the the coin and, and the conversations that that I try to have, but it was. Yeah, it took some time to get comfortable with it, and even to this day, it's like you have bad conversations. You just gotta shake it off, get to the next one. And I had one one that I remember specifically where I called them, and then like I was like, "Hey, hello, this is then like hello," and like they said something, and then they hung up. Like they 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 spoke to me, and like we we had a, a slight interaction, and they hung up, like on me on purpose. It was a very deliberate. I'm hanging up on this guy. Yeah. So I just called him right back. And I was like, hey, we must have got disconnected. And the girl that I was talking to gave the phone to her boyfriend. He's like, he started yelling at me. He's like, why are you calling this number? What are you oh like? What's your deal? God. Why are you harassing us? All this stuff. I was like, look, man, I was like, I'm just reaching out, just trying to, you know, provide some information. You guys reached out to us. You know, this is the whole thing. Like, how did you get my number? All this stuff. And so just kept oh, it positive. Like, so he's like yelling, and I'm like, there's two, there's two of us in the office at a time. And so my office mate Mike, of course he can hear him yep. yelling at so me, and all. I just, I I stay I stay professional. I just provide the value. The conversation ends with him apologizing to me, letting me know how much he appreciates the call, and then he's like, "Yeah, if you want to reach back out here, I'm like, I'm gonna probably I think the next two months or so we should probably be in a better spot. I think I'm gonna get like a raise or a bonus by that point." And I was like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." So it was like. To flip that one, he yeah. was like, he was even, he was stoked for me. It was a, it was a cool moment. Like that was when I was like, I was proud because she hung up on me. I was like, I'm not taking that. <laughs> You're not gonna hang up on me today. Like I'm not doing that today. Like I, get, I called for a fight. I was oh like, I'm gonna gosh. get to the bottom of this. That, and uh, that incident makes me think of um, it was a good one. Wall Street. Oh yeah. Did they buy? Who are they buying? <laughs> Today they buy. <laughs> yeah, today they're buying. <laughs> well, uh, maybe in two months. Yeah, in two months we'll two when months. they get ready. We'll have that conversation. Then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, honestly, it's it's been a it's been a really fun process, like a really fun process mm-hmm. getting into this and like getting my my feet underneath me, and especially yeah. since I made the switch over to Remax and full time over there, and I just I love every bit of it. Because yeah. at the other place, I couldn't market for myself. It was like mm-hmm. I had to market for the team. Yeah. And so it was like I just I needed to be able to, to promote me. And then I mm-hmm. not only that, it was the percentages weren't that great um, compared to what I have right now. And then also, I, I couldn't sell homes. So I was only a buyer's agent when I was on the team. Ah, I see. So, so it limited your income. Yeah, it not only like limited my income, but just my actual like position as an agent and it's it, it's just a lot more sustaining to have listings than to be consistently chasing down buyers and so it was I like see. yeah i had the fire and so it was, i was able to do it but i wanted to do more and all mm-hmm. that but i feel like when you get into real estate you want to understand all of it and mm-hmm. i was not, not just this little piece yeah i wasn't like, like pigeon held but yeah i was put in a position where like i'm learning half of the process compared and there's so there's a whole other half of it that i didn't get so it was like as I was leaving there, I got um, I got to I got to do a listing, got my feet under the ground, and Heck yeah, yeah, I got them their money full price on it, and so they were excited That's about cool that. Fun. Yeah, that was I mean that so was. So there's a whole new facet to what you learned like what a year ago. Uh or yeah, like two years ago. Two so years this ago. is this is my third year. So this is like yeah. this is a big year for me. It was like 
most agents. Have you been with Remax a year now? No, I only no. I got with Remax in March, like right when COVID uh, hit. That's right. So it was like that was the thought. It was like COVID's happening. There's like they're shutting down businesses. The thought was there's going to be a lull anyways. At least right. at that moment, that's what everybody was thinking. I mean, especially myself. Right. And when you make a switch from brokerage A and you go to brokerage B, it's like you typically you're going to see like a, a, lull a lull in your sales because right. you're trying to build back up and make while you're making that switch. And uh, so I was saving up some income for that switch. And basically once it happened, I was like, pull the trigger. Like I got to, yeah. I have to do it now. Like if there's going to be a lull anyways, I might as well make the switch while it's already happening. And it ended up being a much hotter market than any of us ever anticipated. Wow. And I guess that's a pretty poor choice of words considering what happened yeah. with my town Alameda fire, but it was, yeah, it was a very It's created active a, market. an active market. It's very a, active It's a market. product of what has happened. Yeah, unfortunately, so. but it's, there's a lot of demand right now, a lot of demand. And inventory is like slowly starting to go up. These, like we're seeing the numbers come up this last month um, when we got stats this last month. Really? Like it's, which is good to see that yeah. like, there's going to be more opportunities for buyers, which is what we need, but yeah. still a very, very high demand, very yeah. high demand. I'm excited because now you can do your own marketing and stuff like that. Get your name out there as a seller and a buyer. Yeah. Uh, so that's Richard Davalos at Remax. Yeah, Remax Integrity. Remax Integrity. Yeah. So it's, I am. It's. I know. It's like a not necessarily a slow start to yeah. it, but I, I definitely. I'm starting to now that I have gotten my feet under me with Remax. I've gotten several transactions under me with them being a part of a new company, new organization. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel so much more confident in what I'm doing. It's like, like I said, to be able to promote me, it's that was one of the biggest parts. Yeah, biggest. Well, parts. and then like already now from like year one to, you're almost in your third. You can see the growth too. Mm-hmm. You started at point A with brokerage A doing buying. Now yeah. you're at brokerage B. So in a year and a half, you know you can visual you can track that progress. Oh yeah, I've, I still have all yeah. my all my data from year That's one, awesome. all my data from year two, and I mean I'm, I still have all my numbers that I'm tracking for yeah. this year too, which is awesome, but. Yeah, I keep track of all that stuff. I, I think I'm going to do, because you need to, I need to legally track it for at least three years, but I'll probably track like for personal reasons, like up to like four or five years. Nice. But I don't see why not. It's my, it's my income. It's like, yeah. I'm always going to have my tax return, so that's always going to be a look back at it. But that's one way I've been able to see some growth. And other than that, I'm just, I'm excited for this third year. Because like nice. I said, this is, most agents fail within their first three years. This is, this is a make or break. This is make or break here, and I'm I'm loving it. And it's like there's no pressure to it. I just feel so much more relaxed about it, and it feels good. Yeah. It feels really good with this like people I got around me. It feels like it's yeah. coming together, and it's you found your groove. You feel like yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so it's nice knowing that we're both in really good spots, and it's yeah. like different routes. And then you'd connect back in middle school and high school, and like that was really when we were like solidly mm-hmm. connected, and then split, and then came back and. Just that yeah, because sway. it was it was weird because we had been so close when we worked at Bright Earth because it was like every, every day, every day, going to lunch together, breakfast, every day. Like, I mean, we'd work Break, out in the morning exactly. too. We'd work out, work together, eat lunch, go back to work, and then I'm hanging out at Richie Miranda's house. Miranda's like, you're probably getting tired of me <laughs> at that point. She's like, Andrew and Richie gotta go. I gotta get some alone time. But yeah, and then to not have that like that like mind to bounce ideas off because we're so like-minded in that sense that it was weird because yeah i mean that's really and it's funny because that's when i got into comedy yeah. because my co-worker in construction 
was so into comedy, and that's like we had that in common. So it's like I have these connections. Like with you, it's like we have entrepreneurial ideas, business deeper topics, business, with like the meaning of life, and then like I have this really good buddy who all we talk about is comedy, and so it's kind of cool. I have like these interests with all these different people. But that's a good point. So I, when you're talking about topics, like we all like we do typically have like deeper conversations mm-hmm. and i think that's probably where this is going to end up going is i mean me and you just waking up every Off week and just talking about something and, and just well, what do you see like what are some stuff do you think we should talk about i guess anybody that's listening Hopefully. leave a comment let us know like message us what are some stuff you want to hear us talk about i mean i know we've talked about religion because we kind of have different I views on that similar yet different religion and spirituality it's difficult for me because i don't have it figured out, but I think, I think it'd does. be, I've had conversations with my parents and with my girlfriend that aren't easy, so. Let's do it. You know, we can talk I about, so religion, we can talk I think, about, okay, of course, so like sports. I've also learned the difference between religion and spirituality. That's religion is like organized, whereas spirituality is like a connection. So like Christianity is a religion whereas spirituality is like do you do you have a connection do you pray do you have conversations with do you have that deeper connection with something okay so it's like so, the religion is the idea right and spirituality, spirituality is the, is the actual connection it's the action yeah okay that's a, that, I think so that's a that. good one. so then like you know i was brought up in a religious or spiritual sense but i didn't have spirituality i didn't have any connection so it was like and then I was around all these people who had spiritual connection, and I'm like, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. So as a young kid trying to tell your parents that, it's kind of, it's weird. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't work. So you like, yeah. having that conversation with your girlfriend who, like, grew up in a very religious home, and it's like, well, how do you, and then questions get brought up about the future. Like, what about, like, See, there's so into, many, like, there's kid, so many things that we could dive you know? into. And so... I, I just think that's think, a, I think that's a good one. I, I think, think spirituality is like a very interesting topic. So we, yeah, that's so let's say or that we'll the definitely lack do that. Of, because sometimes I almost feel like the lack thereof of spirituality. That makes sense. Cuz it's like mm, What do you mean like the lack of? Cuz like I guess like when I was like specifically when I was younger people would be like, you know, like when I struggle I pray. And like I have that the outlet. And I'd be like, ah, I still feel like crap when I do feel like that just doesn't work for me. So I, okay. I deal with these issues in different ways. Okay. So I guess for me, the lack of spirituality would be like me watching my family have this experience. And I believe they have this experience or these connections, but it not working for me. Okay. See, I can just I, different perspectives, I guess, on on because like, like you said, I was brought up in this household. Like, you know, we're Christian. So it's just like the the outlets or the the way that other people yeah. were connecting or having it, yeah. you weren't seeing that same thing or that mm-hmm. same reason. Because I'm sure that there's like there's absolutely like there's got to be a way that you not necessarily right. process it, but so yeah, the way that see, you like you work. That's the thing. So spots. like for other people, like I some I don't want to dive too deep into it. Yeah, so it's okay. yeah, we yeah, gotta yeah, we'll leave so that. Yeah, so, we'll so I think spirituality is a good one. Yeah. Um, Shoot, there's so many things like sports. There's a lot of different ways that we could take this. 
Let's just let them pop up. We'll let them pop up. We'll if you guys we'll have any, let us know. I mean, I'm open for some deep talks. Um, I'm interested in aliens. Yeah. Aliens, politics, because that's that's those two are starting to ingle, intermingle like, yep. a lot more nowadays. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I was like, I was afraid um, of like going deep into politics, but yeah, I mean, I'm open to talking because more... maybe we educate ourselves in the process because yeah. we know so little. That's why is I don't know anything about It'll politics. Force us to have to read something <laughs> yeah. and then discuss it. Yeah. The I other thing no I was just idea. thinking is is we both talked about this is like like Medford. Or the Rope Valley. Oh, like, our town. We could talk about that because we've been interested in um, kind of the history of the area, and uh, I just think I don't know much about why is the Rope, generations yeah, why is prior that were here the the start of all these towns. Kind of like I've I've been in like Klamath, saw the lava beds, know the history about that. Been to like Camp White uh, by Table Rocks, you see the the pill boxes. Have you okay. seen those? Between Table Rocks, there's concrete pillboxes where machine gunners used to sit. Oh, you know I, know what you're, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. So, like, you start to, like, see some of it. And, like, Jacksonville, of course, is such an old town. But yeah, it's, the, it's, it's like, a complete historical town. I and found downtown that, Medford, yeah. Like, it was a, a, a historic, it was a um, government base. So, it was a military-based town as far as, like, what I understand. Mm-hmm. It was, that's why Medford is yeah. here. Like, that's, it was just... Huts. A strategic. Yeah, st- like there were know. soldiers lined up, and like this is where we did training, different things like that. And it was just, it was a base. Yeah. So. So even just like a little bit more into that, like maybe we can look some things up and I like it. bring some materials and then kind of dive also need into Medford. Yeah, we also need a name. We need a name. Well, so we talked about the, the T-shirts, and we didn't really go too much into it, but we so we started that clothing line, the, the Don's Clothing, and that's really was like our first business venture together yep. and I mean maybe we stick with that and just keep yeah. pushing with the Dons I like it do that I mean we yeah What's the, I guess yeah so brainstorm ideas we'll see what we yeah. can come up with yeah we, like, I, that's something we can also go into in future episodes maybe we can dive deeper into like the experience with the clothing line or that's a great point like yeah the project, how we, how we our got first started experience with that. going to San Francisco and taking the photo shoots yeah and stuff like that so we could dive deeper in I to like each that. of those sub I really like but that I, idea. For, I guess I think this is our really brand would be the Dons. Yeah. Like, we started it. I think it's, so, too. It's, it's like, it's more of like a, almost like a character trait at this point now. Like, yeah. You know, a personality trait. The way and we I, carry ourselves, so. I think that it, it, yeah, it connects to us 100%. I think that it's in line. People already know us. I, at least I feel like they already know us, at least mm-hmm. in our, our closer circle. In our small circle, that's like, yeah, that's, that's what we did, and maybe it'd be a... And I Another actually, reason or excuse to, you know, have some more Don's t-shirts pop yes, up. You know, and I just, it's funny you said it, because I was, that's something Kayla's been, t- and I think we touched on that, that game, we that card game we played, where you, you be honest with your partner. Oh, yeah. Where she was, t- like, she's like, I wish you'd set more time aside for yourself to be uh, creative. And I was thinking, I was like, and I've had multiple people say, like, uh, Angelo, the guy I cut, he was like, we want, you should do clothes again. Like, I have a guy who might want merch made. Yeah. And I was like, man, we should do that it. just took me back to like, cause we used, and that's something we didn't even touch about. We used to do the merch for other people's clothes, and then we go to concerts. Oh, that's right, yeah. So we did there's that. a whole bunch, but there's a lot that we've. Done. I, I would like to go back into clothes. I think it'd be so much fun. This would be a good excuse to bring it back up. That. So I think I think the the podcast would be named something along the Dons. I I think so too. To be continued, but yeah. uh, we we thought about the sit down. 
sit down, um, guest room, like, almost like, because I like that yeah. idea too, like the guest room, the guest room or at least being be like cool. the name of like the big channel that we upload all of our videos onto, because right. I'm sure there's going to be more than just this, I'm going to be doing personal videos for like real estate stuff, right. and you're promoting me, and I mean, I did a video for you for right. cutting hair, so it's like, there's going to be a lot of different stuff, and it's like, that's, that's what this is, that's where we're at right now, so I know the studio looks official, it looks good. But this is just our this is our guest room. It's nice. This is the guest room of my house, and so that was the whole thought was, we could do the guest yeah. room. But yeah, I like it. So we'll yeah. we'll put a pin in it. I believe we should we should move forward with the dons. I like the idea. Have better ideas. Yeah, let's push with the dons. I like the idea of that that's already us. It's and a brand. Uh, we've branded it already. Let's just keep branding it. Yeah, man, we've gotten into a lot, but yeah. I feel like we've uh, hour and a half in. That's uh, good. I think yeah, this is a really I good intro episode to like I dive so. into who we are and kind of how we got our start into I guess for me real estate and for you barbering and yeah. well, I just think the foundation that's a good basis for like why the hell we're even sitting here together great because I was like do you, if there was it's like who why, are these who, guys yeah, why am I listening why to this person talk? do they like each other like, yeah so yeah we didn't really go into why we did a podcast but um I just think it'll come it'll come it'll come out each episode people yep. learn more about us and I think that's a I think we said a good like you said a lot of it's about networking mm -hmm. and what better way to just put ourselves out there and just put ourselves out there sure you know so brother this has been good another first one down i love uh, you man love you too first one down that's a wrap baby that's a wrap all right thanks that's for tuning in let us know if you have any yeah. uh topics that we'll we'll try to go over and be prepared and have some educated hopefully educated yeah conversations about where are we gonna post this we didn't even go over that how should when, oh, when yes. they're listening where are they gonna be listening at you're so. currently listening on either YouTube yeah we'll start with YouTube I think that'd be a good one and uh, then Spotify, Spotify SoundCloud SoundCloud and then I wanted probably the podcast app because that's where I used to listen to like Joe Rogan Gio okay. Vaughn uh, Joe Diaz all those so and then because the podcast app will send um, notifications when the new episode arrives sweet we'll and do then, that uh, yeah that'll be perfect so eventually if we're cool enough people can follow us along <laughs> yeah. and then they're like hey they dropped a new look, episode guys they're talking about uh, talking about spirituality today yeah let's, or, let's uh, tune in or their first investment property or literally or the best anything. hot dog in town like, yeah who knows you know so I think that we'll, time we'll, I dropped we'll 400 pounds on myself that's yeah or fell through a roof that I mean we have plenty of stories so many stories I'm this excited. might just be our memoirs. This might just turn into some memoirs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, again, hopefully you all listen and uh, are entertained. So. Yeah. Until next time. All right. Catch you guys next time. Love you both. Later.